Welcome, everybody, to episode 42 wow. of Halfway to Heroes, the penultimate episode That's it? of Halfway to Heroes. I know, yeah. Well, we say that's it, but then we realize we're a bi-weekly show, so that's like uh-huh. 84 episodes, or I mean, 84 <laughs> weeks we've been going. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, How did those double? Uh, Dang, I feel like we've weird. been doing this for like 10 years. <laughs> I mean, we are, been a we're while. creeping up on two years. That's crazy. Ah, uh, dang. Well, either way, everybody, what happened? Well, I say everybody. I think by now we know. Barry, no. what happened in episode 41? No, we have to split this. We do because, need to split yes, this. We have to split oh, this. This is all you, Dustin. This is all you, Dustin. I can't remember <laughs> a damn thing. I can easily tell you. I got you, Johnny. That me and Ubo, we like teleported Dimension Door and crawled our way back up to where we had some cell service. And we used the Sending Stones to call Wake. She confirmed everything we learned from the brain about the Illithid being here on Modris first. And we kind of showed up and like took over and kind of forced them out, made them leave their homeland. So we are the assholes, but it kind of works out because the Illithid were starting to eat people's brains, like human brains. Once we came here, and then they got so attuned to it, they wouldn't stop eating human brains. And now that's all they eat. So we had to kind of keep them away. Including kids. Including kids. So there was a good second there where we were debating fighting for the Illithid. And then when they brought the kids brains thing into it, it was like, a, no, we kind of can't do that. <laughs> uh, we even talked to the brain about it. And he kind of agreed. You know, he's like, yeah, I figured. And it was like a mutual <laughs> agreement. <laughs> So, yeah, and then uh, we kind of got the tip that something was going down back in the laboratory with Merlin and Clyde, so we ended up booking our way back down there. That was it for us. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, so I think the ratio ended up being like uh, Ubo and Ultrex, uh, as for the last episode, they were in it for maybe a good 10 to 15 minutes, while uh, Merlin and Clyde were about... 60 goddamn minutes of <laughs> of what Merlin what was happening during those 60 minutes uh, they were fighting a giant worm <laughs> is this what the burrow thing was like the big tunnel looking burrows so so we were they were um in what was that like the laboratory there waiting for you guys and then um we me and um Clyde couldn't she- see it right um, I, I don't know, man. Tiana, Tiana saw it and pointed it out. This freaking giant, like, what was it? Some kind of worm? It's, worm. it's called a neothalid. Yeah. So neothalid. this it thing, what's crazy is this thing actually feeds on illithid. So we're like, at like, so like midway through, I'm like, man, we should have like recruited this thing and had him go down and eat this brain, but. We were already attacking it because it scared us. It just came up on us and roared. And, <laughs> oh, um, man. None of that sounds familiar. That's pretty much it. I'm like, the freaking worm. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you kill it? Dustin and Johnny did record their episode probably about 30 days ago. So, it may be foggy <laughs> for them. Uh, so, Sean, and, Sean and Barry's recording was a little bit more recent. So, did you did you kill the worm? Oh, yeah. We killed it. Oh, man. That would have been sweet. So Barry and Sean, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the last episode, but the neothalid is what happens when a tadpole is left unattended. Like, say, if all of the mind flayers l- fled 
the planet and left a pool of uh, tadpoles. That I remember. The tadpole just grows, 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 grows. And if it's never put into a host, it just continues to grow until it turns into what's called a neotholid, which are the pretty much like uh, arch nemesis of mind flayers and illithid because they've got some like innate psionic abilities to defend against mind flayers. And they also just eat. Their one mode is to just eat whatever they can because they're big old worms. They need a lot of food. So this thing, uh, in the absence of the mind flayers and the yellow thid on Modress, this thing has just grown to a full-blown neotholid uh, down here while left unintended. Uh, but luckily, Merlin and Clyde somehow were able to fight this thing off uh, with zero <laughs> scaling on my part. Uh, it was a lot of really good rolls on their part, and uh, Tiana's haste on Clyde helped a lot. So the big openings in the walls of the laboratory in the tunnel are the burrow from that worm. Freaking from the worm, Yes, man. that worm has been just kind of nomming off on everything down here. <laughs> this reminds me of the fucking episode of SpongeBob with the Alaskan bullworm. Oh, yeah, man, that's <laughs> what I was going to say, like, in person, man. He ruined it. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I can't say it now. It's not funny now. You could have got all this information from Lauren Poor episode one. Those things are badass. I just looked it up on Google and man. Man, I really wanted to, I was trying to do that, what was that, the plane shift? But I don't know if I had that. I can't remember, but I was wanting to plane shift it, put it in the sh- plane with the freaking illithid, and that's like its main food source. Is, or, oh, that was sweet. <laughs> but you know, if you would remember, been, been nice uh, thing. at least a vast majority of the illithids seem to be on the material plane at this moment, hovering above all the major cities of Modras. So, oh, so can you reanimate the dead, Merlin? Do you have no. that Oh man, who's dead? Just we could have just carried it down <laughs> to the brain and then oh, reanimated the it. Oh, gotcha. And been like, hey, here you go. No, threw it in there with it. Dang it! Anyway. All right, well, I'm glad you guys uh, are alive. <laughs> yeah, we'll. we'll yeah, we'll get right into it with you all uh just meeting up down in the tunnel. Uh like I like I like it I like it being Merlin and Clyde have just finished killing off this big Neotholid and then and Tiana and then Ubo and Altrex just run down and meet up with them like right when they're just kind of catching their breath. So I was thinking, if if they're like an hour away, man, up in the tunnel, it'd probably take them a while. That's true. It would probably do take a them at least like then? yeah, maybe like thirty minutes will pass. So I could do a short they rest. Get back down to yeah. <laughs> so you and Clyde, you and Clyde can do a short rest while you're waiting for them to catch back up to you guys. <laughs> so when we just we just like come down in there and there's just a big ass dead worm body. Yeah, where are you guys taking the short rest at? By the worm or in the no, uh, the laboratory? The laboratory, man. You kidding me? You guys take it that aisle, dude. I just hit my shin on a rock. I'm waiting for, <laughs> I'm waiting for Old Tracks and Ubo to get here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just taking a nap. Did Tiana survive too? Yeah, of course she did. Let's just cut to a scene and we're just we're booking it towards this opening into the laboratory. Yeah, we'll have it where with you two just like bursting into yeah. the laboratory, and you see My Merlin asleep on fire, ready to <laughs> go, like ready to go. And, and then you see in. Merlin just sleeping, 
and Clyde uh, resting nearby and Tiana in the laboratory all just just chilling it looks like so I'm, I'm, I'm looking around and I just look up and see this giant worm body who's awake Clyde's awake I was Clyde starting to fall asleep Tiana alright we can talk to Tiana what the hell happened here <laughs> well uh, you all missed quite the fight uh, apparently this neothalid has been hiding down here this entire time and decided to make a show right after you two left to head up to talk to wake so um luckily we're all in one piece um some of us a little bit better than the others and she points over at merlin sleeping in the corner but uh we somehow managed to scrape by i mean that's nothing new he always sleeps but uh what is a neolithid or neophilid? Um, Clyde explained it really well. Apparently, it's when a illithid tadpole is left unattended, is not given to a host. It just grows into this gigantic worm that has like all these psionic abilities that really suck. And it was really tough. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite a fight, but we're all in one piece. So I guess good for us. I'm going to power down my sword and put it back in my sheath. Little well, job, Dias. Huh. Yeah. yeah that's, so what about uh, you two? I'm glad there are tales. Well, we, we made our phone call. And, <laughs> that's uh, all we did. Yeah. Uh, so basically everybody's surrounded at the school by a bunch of illithid ships. We're all going to die. Um, We can't. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna side with the illithid here because long story short, they eat child brains. And it's Oof. not okay. Yeah, when you two went up there, I was thinking that honestly, all three of us were kind of fifty fifty on whether we were gonna be trying to help the brain or not, but so we're not helping the brain. No, we're, no. We're, See, look, we asked the brain if he would eat something else, and it, they just no. They said no. They can't do it. So, you know, we're kind of we're kind of hands forced here. They uh they they just said no because you know they like eating the good brains, not the poop brains. I don't think that would be okay to let that just keep happening. And really, when you think about it, I asked Wake if we never came here in the first place, they wouldn't be eating human brains. They'd be eating animal brains still, like they were. So it's kind of our fault. But we still have to exterminate them. Yeah, that seems like... Oh, well, whatever. So everyone's kind of the asshole here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's no good resolution here, it doesn't sound like. But so it really, <laughs> it really sounds like we were the assholes at first. And then they got a taste of our brains, and now they're the assholes. So <laughs> because they liked our brains. <laughs> we could have lived in harmony, but they started eating our brains. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's, it's 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 a lot of dramatic irony, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So again, just gonna point out here, everybody's surrounded at the school, and like pretty much all major cities in Modris. Uh, and the surrounding areas, there's a lot of lost contact between everybody. So, 
pretty much the Illith that are ready to strike big time. And we're down here going for this brain. And the brain, the brain said that he can only talk like five mile radius. So that's going to be, well, I don't think we can really sit here and think about how everyone's going to fare against the invasion. I think, I think you two are right. I think we need to just get down there and at least cut everybody off at the source. Yeah. Um, so about that, there's going to be a lot, and I mean a lot, of Illithid down there. I have a feeling. The brain was very vague, but also kind of revealing about the fact that he's got a lot of defense set up down there. So we better be on our toes. Well, I mean, if there's really an impending invasion that may or may not be happening above the surface right now, we should probably get to it. And she walks over and kicks Merlin. Hey, big bro. Ouch. What was that for? It's time to go. It's time to go save the world. I was bored for this. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Um, do you need to like trim your hair real quick or are you good no, to go? No, no, but I do have to pee real quick. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Just. Jeez, don't tell me. No, like, just like, go. I, no, like, legit. I gotta pee real quick. <laughs> Marla, before you go pee, I have this one hair coming out of my head. Can you get it? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get that for you. Okay. Slice. Smooth, smooth as all tricks but. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm looking around this laboratory and out in the, like, the halls where that worm was at, you know, and, I'm going to walk over to Ubo and Clyde and just be like, hey, does anybody have any explosives? Uh, like high-grade explosives? I think I could make some, probably. I kind of feel like we should booby-trap this place. That's a good that way, idea. if we do happen to make an escape and they're chasing us, we could collapse we could just, them. We could blow up the whole entire That's like hive, a basically. Ubo might, I mean, I, I think Clyde with his, uh, alchemy jug that, yeah, I'm listeners. I know before you tweet at us, I'm sure we have been pretty fucking loosey goosey with that alchemy jug with it's supposed to be able to make like a certain amount every day, but we just kind of let Johnny do whatever he wants with it. <laughs> I like it just being able to make whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> so it works. Um, I do believe it can make oil. I think I have some kind of. Uh, Acid, basic poisoning, or basic poison, beer, honey, mayonnaise, oil, vinegar, fresh water, salt water, and wine. And whatever the fuck we want, because I think we, and, we've yeah. made butter before. Yeah, look, and there's some, there's some chemicals and shit in these little beakers around the laboratory. You, we probably, you guys want to do something, something. cool? Yeah, what, what, do, what do you got? We could uh, make this disguises. I, I thought I had a proficiency for inventions but i don't i think it's time for a particular item i've had and have not been able to use and it's a one-time use <laughs> and it's my jar of bees oh my freedy don't forget boys <laughs> oh my god we have a freedy to fight with us yeah we're gonna use that soon today dude i can like summon people i can summon ghost people i can be a ghost uh yeah let's just go fuck this thing up let's Let's get it, boys. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it, boys. 
So if we're ready, if we're not gonna if we're not gonna do the booby trap thing, if we're just gonna go on down into the tunnels, then uh I think I think we can still booby trap it. Yeah, can we uh like roll for that? Yeah, yeah what do like what's what that the plan? What's the plan to booby trap? I think if we make an explosive, you know, I can make my oil and like lead a trail to it to ignite it with uh all tracks fire sword or something. Dude, I didn't even know I had this. <laughs> Just now realizing? What is it? Yeah, this, I, I have this necklace of prayer beads, okay? Oh, One yeah. One of the beads on there is the fucking planar ally. And it says, I can beseech an otherworldly entity for aid. And it says, it must be known to me like a god, primordial, a demon prince, or some other cosmic power. Or illithid worm. I'm going to call fucking Onatar, dude. He's going to come fight with us. You ready to, you ready to bring a god into this, Adam? Nope, I'm googling that now. <laughs> hey, a quick question, real quick, Adam. Um, small breast, do I get my wall of light back? Uh, I it, don't know about warlocks. It gave me it back. Like I don't know. I'm pretty sure I selected it. Like I got my same health, but yeah, my spell slot came back. Okay, but yeah, when I did a wall of light on that worm, guys. That was, it was super cool. I have to offer payment. It does say that whatever task I ask of it, it doesn't have to do. It's up to the the it's up to the DM. Well, let's be real. I I'm pretty sure Ubo could make some explosive. I I really think we should do that. We should put it on like support pillars around this place. Yeah. Can I investigate for like a weak point in this cave, and then like rig up an explosive small even a small yeah, one? Yeah. Let's do let's do that. Let's do because with Clyde's oil, that's definitely gonna be flammable, and then Ubo could definitely make the second half of the bomb. And my sword uh, catches but, fire, so I can set it off. Yeah, so let's roll, uh, Ubo. Ubo, you roll for uh, trying to figure out exactly the best placement for it. <laughs> oh. You rolled a nat one plus, but plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> Still got a ten. <laughs> I've never seen a red ten before. Still red. It's a it's red, red. ten. Well, oh, come on! Cool, I rolled a twenty-two. Okay. And the cool thing is that uh, ability checks don't have a critical failure. So if you roll a nat one on a on a skill check, you could still potentially succeed on it. Um, so with that ten, and then uh, Altrex is helping out also, and Altrex with a twenty-two. Um, so the the right half of this room is all torn away from that big neotholid burrowing through it. So you would probably want to place it in the left corner of the room so that it will take out those support beams on the left side, and then the support beams on the right side are already out so that it would collapse in this room. Let's do it, boys. All right. We're going to use a trigger word. Pumper nickel. <laughs> no. No, it's too that hard. Takes too, that takes too long. How about... How about we just yell like, "Blow it!" Tweeter, <laughs> tweetering, tweetering. Just there's no sub, there's no war code word. You'll just know when it's time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we doing this to where you're gonna have like a remote detonator, or yeah. am I gonna have to use my flames to? No, this to is gonna be a remote detonator. Okay, okay, we're going technical here. Cool. I like okay. this. <laughs> so then I'll so, just make some mayonnaise. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just get to the point where. One or multiple of y'all will just like start yelling shit like fucking blow it up now. <laughs> do it now, do it. And we'll figure it out. Cool. If yeah. we even need to use it. 
Yeah. Because we're going to destroy okay. everybody. I'm going to go ahead. I want to I wanna pop this beat off. I want to throw this. What is it? So I looked up... Um, I looked up the necklace of prayer beads, and it, this necklace has 1d4 plus 2 beads. Six types of beads exist, so DM decides the type of each bead on the necklace or determines it uh, randomly. A necklace can have more than one bead type of the same type. To use one, you must be wearing the necklace. Each bead contains a spell that you can cast from it as a bonus action. Um... And then it's got a D20 thing, and it says 1 to 6, bless, 7 to 12, curing wounds, um, 13 to 16, favor, 17 to 18, smite, um, 19, planar ally, and 20, wind walking. And I don't remember if we have actually determined what's on that. Yeah, this is, it's just listed here. That's what I was going off of. Yeah, this has a real this planar ally thing has a really long description. Oh my god, I know. I was just <laughs> looking through all this. So it's it's not like I call Onatar to come fight. He sends like if I were to use this, he would send somebody. Yeah, to help like a you. celestial, an elemental, or whatever you know. Okay, why don't you go ahead? How do you do? You have like in your notes how many beads that thing has? It's got. Six beads. Six beads. And it doesn't say, like, what kind of beads it has. So, it has... Let's see. There's a... Like, there's two different ways it's listed. It says there's a bead of blessing, curing, favor, smiting, summons, and wind walking. Or... Okay. Well, we'll say that it has one of each, then, I think. Yeah, okay. That's what I was thinking. So, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna pop the summons bead off. And I'm going to throw it down. I'm going to call for Onatar. Okay. So I think this is going to be a thing for you to like convince this being that you are like righteous enough and you deserve its help. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to roll for this thing. Hello, everybody. It is your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. I am still a little bit sick, so I'm going to try to keep this mid-roll and the outro a little short. First of all, thank you so much for this week's sponsor, Podcorn. Podcorn, if you do not know yet, is a platform where no matter what size podcast you are, Podcorn has the right fit for you. Small, medium, and large podcasts can all benefit from Podcorn by signing for an account in just a few minutes, and then finding sponsors that you believe you'd be a right fit for, sending them off a pitch uh, along with which type of advertisement you would like to do with them. Some sponsors offer mid-rolls or pre-rolls. Some even do guest interviews or giveaways. It's super flexible. 
And then you just set what price you're looking to make per episode. Tell them a little bit about your show. And then if they agree that you're the perfect fit for them, then they will respond back and uh, purchase a slot for you. And there is no middleman. So you just set your own rates and collaborate directly with the brands that you think you're a good match for. We have been using Podcorn for a number of shows on the network so far and could not be happier. And we know that if you've got a podcast, no matter what size it is, you will also enjoy lots of benefits with working with Podcorn. If you're ready to set up your Podcorn account, you can go to podcorn.com or you can click in the link in the show notes below. Get set up in just a couple minutes and start sending off your first pitches now. All right. I mentioned I wanted to keep this one short, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. I do want to apologize for this being a little bit of a shorter episode. The next one actually is also going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We actually recorded this and the next one in one session, and we were going to release it as a single longer semi-finale episode. However, it just had kind of a natural stopping point and it kind of made more sense while editing to just split it in two. That way it gave me a little bit more breathing room to edit these two episodes and which ultimately then gives me more breathing room to edit the finale as well, which I really want to make sure that we stick the landing for. So seriously, thank you all so much for sticking with us this far. It has been so much fun to run this show and to uh, hear the great feedback we've gotten from it over this past year and a half coming up on two years now we are super excited for you all to hear the plot of the next series and to meet the new characters and genuinely are so happy that you stuck with us through to the end of this show it means the world to us and really appreciate you all hope you all had a good time doing it and i will talk to you all at the end of this episode bye everybody So you throw down this this bead, and as you do, you see this, it's a clockwork being that springs out from the bead, and it's got these big angelic wings to it, and it looks over at you and it says, well, well hey, yeah, this, this is, um, um, my, my name's, name's Dustin. Dustin, how, how can, can I help you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Owner Owner Tarsit Tarsit me. me. Awesome. Look, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, oh, we, you were actually hoping exactly, exactly for me. Uh, for you, yes, for you. I had it in my brain that I wish a being named Dustin would come here. So I'm it's, glad you're here. That's a good thing, man. <laughs> wish granted. How can I help you? So we are about to go into a little battle here. And I would like you to assist in this battle. Like assist as like, like a motivational speaker. No, I mean or like I mean fight in this battle. Like fight. fight. Like, what, yeah. are we, what are we? What are we fighting here? Onatar literally did not say much. He just said, "Hey, go see what Altrex wants," and that's what I'm doing here. Um. So, an undisclosed amount of illithid.
and an illithid brain. Big brain. Master Big brain. brain. The mine hive. The one last brain left in Modris. The one brain to rule them all. Okay. okay. I just got to help, help you beat, beat it up. up. I mean, yeah, just, just, I can't, I'm, I'm more, I, I really, if, if, if I'm gonna be honest, I can talk about like my strengths, my talents, my like heart's desires. I really like healing stuff. Um, so I can heal people. I can hit, I got this big mace and it holds up this big gilded mace. I can hit stuff if I need to, but like, I mean, look, healing is good for me. That's cool. Support we that. If you could keep an eye on us during the battle, you know, and just, Heal at will, whoever needs it, as much as possible. Okay. You know, just, I, I, I think, think I can, can do that. That, that would that be would great. Again, again I, so I am, again, my name is Dustin. I'm a, D, I'm a Deva. Or Diva. Um, or <laughs> Deva. I'm a Deva. Um, so, yeah, yeah, my name is Dustin, the Deva. Um, so, I mean, if we're ready to go hit Big Brain, let's go. Smash some brains up. I'm, I'm not, not going to be smashing brains up. That, that sounds really bad. I'm just going to be healing you all. I mean, awesome. Welcome to the team. I got a quick question real quick before we yeah. proceed. Um, Like, yeah, what? I don't know. Never mind. Let's, let's just proceed for a minute <laughs> and then I'll... Let's proceed. I agree. I agree with you, uh, old guy. Let's uh, head on down and see what's up. That was out of character, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in between, between the two. <laughs> so, uh, did did you know? Has Onatar? Have you heard him say anything lately? Like, are we on are we on the right track? You know, have um, I been doing good? Been kind of quiet lately as of the last couple hours. So I don't know exactly what's happening up there in its big Onatar brain. Onatar's a bad guy. No, I don't think that. I don't think twist. It sounds like you guys are heading down past this laboratory deeper into the illicit sections, not the cave sections where the uh, neothalid came from, but like where the uh, laboratory opens up and goes into. So we can't sneak in there, can we? Because he pretty much knows we're there. I I don't think there's any way. Yeah, it seems like the brain just knows. Even if I'm a ghost? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Can you do ghost again? Or is uh, that Yeah, like I, can go, I can ghost step. Three charges for ghost step. Maybe. Or I'm going to uh, call my daddy. Help me, daddy. Help me. <laughs> um, I get something when he's around me, don't I? When you rage, you he can do some stuff. Oh, he can like okay. reduce damage from people. Um, you can also use him as like a, like a shield um, clairvoyance. Thing. I think it's called clairvoyance, but you need to like be able to see someplace yeah, or no place. Clair- clairvoyance is like a trip sensor or something like that. Yeah, almost someone Roboito. Someone grab my 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 string and can out. Have fun with all these voices. <laughs> you hold it up and hold the other end just up into the nether. Yeah, Claude, how can I help you? Hey, hey Daddy. Uh, I, hey, I need your help. Love you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love, Love you, Daddy. <laughs> uh, we're about to go fight this big old brain, and we need your help. Okay, how can I help you? Uh, you can help us fight it. 
Oh, well, I always help you fight, Clyde. You want to be rage? I'm always right there next to you. <laughs> Side uh, by side. Can I physically give him stuff? Um, I don't think he can touch it or grab it or anything. Wh- what? What's your plan? Like, what are you thinking of trying to do? Well, answer my question. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna say like maybe if like I, you, I was going turned to- on your ghost tattoo and then maybe handed him something. It might work. I don't know because <laughs> I was going to hand him the jar of bees. And then I was going to make a gallon of honey, throw the honey on the brain, and have him throw the jar of bees at him, just to kick so, shit off. When all can you use your uh, your tattoo of ghost step? I only have three charges. Okay, and you used per just day one. or for short rest or what? Um, I'm not sure. Clyde's going to fight an elder brain with bees. Well, <laughs> 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 he's going to give his daddy some bees. Well, that's just a uh, you know. Like pop off, the really pop things off, make things yeah. fun. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and rub my lamp a couple times. <laughs> so that's, we don't that's, see that anything yet. Out of out of character was my question was about the lamp. Oh, I'm rubbing Do we it. We have the lamp. Oh, I get three three charges a day. Three charges a day. Okay, so used one, but we will say that you could you could. Turn your tattoo on and go ghost mode and like hand your daddy stuff in the okay. ghost realm. Okay. And you'd have one more <laughs> ghost zap tattoo for the day. All right. How long does that lamp rub last, Sean? I think Because you guys don't see anything yet. I know. You rub but it for an hour? Unless we're like further than an hour away. Yeah, I rub it for an hour and then it comes out for an Jesus. hour. <laughs> and then it comes out for five seconds. Yeah. It's over after that. Um, yeah, if it lasts an hour, you would think that I don't know. I, I mean, I think it I think it comes out pretty quick, so you might want to wait maybe. Okay. I'll I don't wait. know. I rub it I rub it for 2 minutes and it comes out for an hour. That's what she said. I'm going to wait to go step, but I Tell my daddy, like, hey, this is what's going to happen. So just be ready. All right. All right, Clyde. So whenever you go ghost mode, I'll just uh, collect some bees for me. And then you're going to throw some honey on something, a big brain or something. And I'm going to mm-hmm. just throw these big bees at it. That's right. Just do what I say, daddy. I got it. I got it. Hey, Clyde, Clyde, if you're really about to go fight some big, some big brain or something, then uh, just, just in case, I don't want to see you on this side of things. So just know that I love you, and good luck, and I will hope that uh, everything works out all right for you and your friends. I love you too, Daddy. <laughs> love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> love you, half Dad, butt Dad. <laughs> but, I love you, butt Dad. <laughs> if we are all ready to continue down this pathway now. I'm ready. Hey, big brain, how close are we? Horse brain. Yeah, you all are coming on on down. Just keep on coming. Get a little bit. You're right there. You're like right there. I got a question. Do do I hear you? I don't know. No, Marilyn does not hear it. No, I don't hear you, sir. I cannot wait to kill this bitch. Just keep, just keep on coming. It's fine. You're all fine. Everything's fine. Everyone's fine. We could be cool if you just wanted kid brains. What'd you say, gosh? 
we we totally could live in harmony if you would drop the brains. Go back to animal brains. They're a lot tastier nowadays. That's absolutely not going to happen. So just keep on coming. And its voices are getting a little bit more like assertive now and a little bit more forceful. You guys hear that big stupid brain talking to you? Well, he's, <laughs> yes, he's yes, not. Yes, he's supposed to be smart, but I don't think so. Maybe we won't come down there. Maybe we'll just stay right here. He can't even move. Maybe, maybe he just has one really big brain cell and that's it. What's going on, guys? This stupid brain is talking to us. Maybe you're too smart for the brain to talk to you. Oh, yeah, I'm too smart. I know that. Yeah, he don't know how to get in your brain. That's definitely not it. Well, uh, whatever, brain. Liar. <laughs> I, mean, I just rolled an intimidation. Does he know we killed the, 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 the worm's dead, that they killed the worm? Yeah, and he was happy about it. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Ignore that intimidation check. I was going to tell him we have the worm. <laughs> we got your worm. No, it was, it was like an arch enemy of his, man. We got worms. And we had worms. All right, look, let's just, let's just do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm coming for your brain. I'm just walking down this, this tunnel or whatever it is that we're going down. But I do want to investigate it like as we get closer to see if there's any... Yeah, so what you're what you're going down is it's actually not going any deeper. Like once it hit the floor of the laboratory, it's kind of all leveled out now. And now you're just kind of in a laboratory complex. And you're following this one and only hallway down. And you're just going further and further. And it's a straight shot down. It looks like a hospital, like a doctor's office. Uh, really bright overhead fluorescent lights that are just lining this hallway. And it's just as far as you all can see is this uh, fluorescently lit hallway going down. And at the end of it, you finally get to this wall that is a uh, a much like the, the hallway itself is opening up. And this doorway is much larger than the rest of the hallway was. It kind of funnels out to it. And this door... It is a very solid-looking, heavy metal door that is currently open. And it's only open enough that the edges of the door are still... You can still see the front edges of the door. On the left side of the door, you see the wall has two indentations on it. And on the right side of the door, you see two indentations on it. On the one on the left, you see that orb that has that static aura to it, that faint glowing white glow dancing around on the inside of it. And then you also see another softball-sized orb that is just giving off that faint blue glow to it with that like cracked ice on the inside. On the door on the right side, you see the softball-sized orb that is just slick. You can see the condensation on the outside of it, giving off that faint glow with the swirling water on the inside of it. And then at the bottom, underneath that one, you see the fourth and final orb that is just, it has this like hazy glow to it. And on the inside, it's got these swirling clouds that are like dancing around on the sides. It is the four weather orbs that are like holding this door. Uh, they are like implanted in two on the left door, two on the right door. 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, stick my immovable rod up under one of these doors. And I think we have uh, two of those. So yep, me too. I, I use my immovable rod as well. Let's pull these fuckers out. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you guys really have two immovable rods? I'm not getting squashed. None of my homies, none of my yeah. homies getting squashed today. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No, no I have an immovable really rod do. too. I remember this. We really do. So I guess Uba, we'll say Uba goes on the left side, holds out his immovable rod, presses a button, and it's just hovering in place there. Clyde goes on the right side of the door, puts it right in front of the door, holds it vertically, and then presses the button. And it, as he leaves his hand, it stays in place, floating in midair. I fucking, I'm yanking this electric orb. I want it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and rub my lamp now. You're in trouble. I want to attempt to pull the rain orb out. Okay, so yeah, let's go ahead and real quick. So, Altrex, you said you're going to take the lightning orb. I want the lightning orb, yes. Clyde said he wants the rain orb. Yeah, I mean, we should all take the orbs that were found in our hometown. I'll take that snow, the ice orb or whatever. Well, Altrex is... Mine was the... Mine was the... Wind. Or was it wind? Yeah, yeah yours was, was wind. the wind yeah, because yeah. The, the entire... The town of Glassburn was trying to use the wind to power okay. the town. Well, forget that, then. Let's retcon back. I want that wind orb. <laughs> what was mine? Electric? Yours was electric because um, uh, Tiana, not Tiana, uh, um, Naomi. Naomi was trying to use the electricity to bring back the dead. And then, uh, and then Uba was the, uh, the, cla- uh, the, uh, the snow uh, because Rux was just making big old oh, <laughs> snow cats. Yeah. I have like three experiences with snow. So. <laughs> So everyone's Sean's grabbing right their <laughs> oh shit! So everyone's gonna grab their hometown orb, mm-hmm. and let me send everybody their orb. Then got it. Lightning orb, wondrous item. It's legendary. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, because finally you all have reclaimed the weather orbs and you now have attuned to them it seems i mean it sounds like you guys wanted to actually attune or, to them yeah, that yeah. was fairly yes. easy yes. i'm ready and with that everybody's got their stats for their orb uh, everybody's orb does a pretty vastly different thing than the other i will point out that two of them i believe it is the snow orb and the lightning orb I've got linked to different spells for the like the biggest spell they can do. Uh, the lightning orb, I've got it called lightning burst, and it links to a spell called sunburst. But we're gonna reskin it for lightning. And the snow orb can uh, do something called an ice dragon, which that spell's supposed to be able to choose like a different type of dragon it can summon, but it is specifically only ice dragon. But the water and the wind orb actually have a spe- spells that are like meant correctly for what they can do, which is tsunami and whirlwind. So I'm guessing the uh, like mine has ice knife two charges. So the stronger spell would have m- more damage. Yes. Yeah, so, Sean, for yours, for your snow orb, um, it only you currently only have fifteen charges, 
But if you look at your last spell, bottom right, yeah, the ice, ice dragon. dragon that takes 12 charges, um, that is a level 8 spell. <laughs> okay. And everybody should have a level 8 spell, I believe. I only have I only have a 6th level spell. Oh, yeah. Uh, the wind one, actually, for some reason, the wind one... One, the highest level spell I could find that scaled right or that was like skinned right was Whirlwind, which is actually a seventh level spell barrier. So I apologize, but it's still a very good spell. It is a good spell, but I can only cast a sixth level spell. Yeah, you can still cast that. Oh, you can use the charges to still cast that. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, so I wanted to give you guys all like a this is going to be sweet, fucking good, good item. Okay, look. I wanna. I'm spinning this thing on my finger like a basketball. Oh God! Oh God! You're gonna break it, man. I'm gonna go to the nearest corner though, and rub my lamp at hip level. So, th- so they they don't know what's going on. I got a I got a quick thing. My lightning orb says once per day I can summon an air elemental for three charges. Mm-hmm. Is that right or is that? Yeah. I'm just checking. Just checking. Oh, I'm fucking summoning that dragon, dude. I'm summoning <laughs> that dragon, boy. <laughs> yeah, so... Summon that dragon, boy. Ubo goes in the corner and rubs his lamp at hip level. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> why, why hip level? I was facing the corner and I'm rubbing that lamp. And you guys are like, what does Ubo do? Wow. Oh, it looks <laughs> dirty. I guess it looks like... So, so, uh, uh, it doesn't look good. I gotcha. I and gotcha. then you see a big Afridi pop out. And how long does the Afridi fight for you, I think, Sean? I think an hour. Ubo? I mean, look. Where the fuck is it? 24 hours. Wait, one what? hour. No, it's one hour. One hour. <laughs> okay, so this Afridi is going to. This Afridi pops out. It looks like a big blue genie from Aladdin. And it's got a big scimitar. It says, Oh, hey, 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 how can I help you? How can I help you? Hell, we're getting ready to fight this elder brain. We need your help. Oh, you got it. You got it, buddy. Uh, Whatever I can slap and stab and slice with this, I'll get it. You ever fight a big old elder brain, horse brain? Never before. I've never fought anything before, to be honest with you, buddy. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, well, that's cool. As long as you got a sword. But now that the doors are open, uh, as soon as you guys all took the orbs, by the way, the doors definitely tried to slam shut. But Figured. with your fucking immovable rods, they are able to keep the doors open and pried and stopped from closing. Is the brain shit in his pants now? Because we have the orbs back? He doesn't have pants. Well, A, yeah, <laughs> A, he doesn't have pants. And B, Imaginary you can pants. slightly <laughs> see into the next room. As you all walk into this next room, you see what... There's a couple things I need to describe. Because, first off, what's probably going to stand out most and foremost is that you do indeed see three different mind flares. You see one that is in all purple robes, one that is in all blue robes, and one that is all red robes. The one that's in the red robes is the furthest from you four. Uh, you five, sorry, because town is with you. So currently, 
the one that's in purple and the one that are in blue are both looking towards you for kind of or you five kind of expectantly to be honest uh the one that's in red is uh so what this room looks like is it looks very sterile it looks very much kind of like a doctor's office uh like a medical room operation room but you do see off to the side a pretty big probably like five times the size of like a kiddie pool like that big in circumference this brackish waters in it but you don't see any kind of like tadpoles or anything swimming around but then on the far side of the room it doesn't have the sleek white walls that you would probably be expecting in this place it's got this it looks like brown and red and dingy it's like kind of it looks like really rugged rock and kind of like spiky rock that the 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 mind flare in all red is currently over there and he's currently working on this last it looks like a giant lock that he's currently un, uh, unlatching and unlocking and the two other mind flares the one that's in purple and the one that are in blue uh turn towards you for they just um look like they're getting into fight poses fight I'm stances. gonna cast ice dragon Okay. <laughs> I'm going to initiate my spidey flops and start walking up the walls to the ceiling. Since they were expecting everybody, let's go ahead and have everybody roll initiative real quick. I'm going to have all... Th- wow, are you kidding me? That one. That one. Well, Dustin, what was your, uh, what's your plus to initiative? It's not good. It's plus two. Three. I got three total. Mine's freaking one. You got a three total. Three total. Um, well, you know what's funny? You know what's really, really funny? This is like the pop-off. This is like the semi-finale, like big battle. This is like what we've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. And um, these things rolled a three. Also Iron Claw. Or not Iron Claw. Also uh, Merlin. Merlin. However, they've only got a plus one. So you're actually going to beat them. So it is going to go... Ubo, Clyde, Altrex, Merlin, Mind Flayers. All right. Hovering motionless above Modris are thousands of illithid ships, waiting for something. A command, a time, a moment. In one ship waits Jeremy, hands poised above a control panel, ready to act in an instant. Through the view hole of the craft, we're able to see much of Modress. But if we were to look down directly below, we would see it. Where the story started and where the story will end, we see Scrimmore Academy. Its corridors empty, its quads dark and unkept, its once vibrant and bustling classrooms abandoned. Its boundaries and the vault are all but unguarded. Hello everyone, it is your Dungeon Master Adam DeWeese again. Thank you all for listening and a special thank you to all of our current patrons, so thank you so much. Chris B, Sash, Tiana H, The Lawful Stupid Podcast, Robert C, Bradley M, Brittany D, Christian S, Danny T, Jeremy Fair, Loki Strike, 
Talking Anime with Mitch, Zoltar, Bay Area Beer Socials, Cameron from the Table Talk Podcast, Danny M, Farty McFry, Drew Rundu, Hot Ketchup, Jean Lorber, Jim, Mindweave RPG, Remus S, Tanya S, and Jorian Drake. Welcome to the team, Chris B. And thank you, Sash, for upgrading to become a literal majestic goose tier, our top tier of patrons. We are actually very close to our Patreon goal that will then enable a monthly campaign ran by me of a published adventure from Wizards of the Coast that uh, you all would vote for. So super excited for that. So thank you, everybody, for helping us get towards that goal. If you want to get your name on this list, uh, get a bunch of really cool bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash Majestic Goose or click on the link in the notes below. Seriously, every single dollar helps so much for the network, not just for this show, but for all the other podcasts on the network and also for the uh, Twitch streams, all of that. Uh, there's just all of these costs that a lot of people I don't think really think about um, when doing either Twitch streams or uh, podcast hosting. And with us now having 12 shows um, about to come up with our 12th being Doom Clock, which should be launching here next month. It's been a lot. So uh, super happy that this Patreon has been uh, helping us out so much. Uh, for announcements, just please go ahead and join our Discord, bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. Oh, a uh, big one is we've got the Extra Life 24-hour charity event coming up in April, April 9th through the 10th. Uh, we've already got D&D Beyond will be our first sponsor that we have announced that has uh, that will be giving away three sourcebook collections, which is pretty huge. If you donate just $1 to the event, you will be entered into our giveaways. And that, of course, will be um, active from now until even going on uh, through the event and even after the event. Uh, you can donate now. I'll put a link in the notes below. Uh, you can also go to bit.ly slash goose2021. We'll take you directly to the donation page where you can donate just $1 and be entered into all the different giveaways we'll be having on the event. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Also, if you haven't yet left us a five-star rating review, then... Uh, this campaign is running out of time for you to do so. I love that uh, even though this campaign is about to wrap up, we're still getting some ratings and reviews coming in. I'm really, really hoping that we hit 100 ratings and reviews in 2021. We're in right now at 82 total globally. And so we have gotten an updated five-star review from Sash that says, Excellent. As season one comes to an end, I can't recommend this enough. The party and Adam the DM had such great chemistry and it's an amazing world. And then, uh, Bella N, it's spelled B E U L A H N, says, already invested, five stars. Only seen one episode, but I cannot wait to see what happens next. I play Tortle Artificer, so I can really relate to Ubo, and I really love the group dynamic. So funny. Thank you so much, uh, Bella and, uh, Sash. We love seeing these reviews. Makes us feel like we're doing something right. And just for some uh, just quick fastball pitches of things that we've got working on over at the network, uh, you may have noticed that our brand new D&D in Space campaign has launched called Eclipse. I'm a player in that one. I actually get to play an Illithid cleric, so I get to be a mind player again in that one. And uh, that one's d by Jeremy Fair. Two episodes are out as of this episode going out, and we are getting a lot of really good feedback for that show, too. It's super highly polished and edited, and it's a lot of fun recording it so far and we're really excited to get more of those out there uh so go check out eclipse dungeons and dragons space podcast another one that i've been working on is called lauren poor we just released episode uh five 
yesterday as of this episode going out, uh, which was really cool. It's like a D&D meets drunk history podcast where I bring on a rotating cast of guests and they are treated as the absolute expert in the field. Whatever they say, go and me and them get drunk and talk about different topics. And uh, yesterday's episode was with my wife, Brittany, and we talked about dragons. It was a lot of fun. We've got episodes coming up in the future with Tim Lanning from Geekly Inc. We've got uh, B from the Broadswords on one. Uh, we've got Ted from Nerd Immersion. It's been a ton of fun recording these and really excited to get more of them out there. And then uh, Doom Clock is still coming. We thought it was going to be coming in February, but um, we have to wait <laughs> until the system is actually published um, to actually run that surprisingly enough so uh doom clock should be coming out in march it it's gonna be the first friday of every month but um with march it may be a later friday like a second friday or even maybe the fourth friday we'll see it depends on kind of how early we can get our hands on the system and get the characters created and everything like that but very excited for that that's gonna be a stream a monthly stream and then a bi-weekly podcast uh so again check out doom clock and that will be on Twitch. So head over to twitch.tv slash Majestic Goose Network. Follow us there if you're not yet. We're trying to hit 300 followers. We're like 10 away, I think, or something like that. So you could be the one that breaks the bank, and that would be awesome. And then this weekend, uh, this Friday and Saturday, we are playing a new system called Diesel by Steve Pinkotai. And we're really excited to run that. So go uh, check that out. It's going to be kind of a session zero and early episode on Friday. And then Saturday will be the... Uh, another episode where we continue the adventure that we created in uh friday's episode so go check that out that's going to be at seven o'clock eastern both nights we would love to see you there and um yeah thanks everybody sorry for the short episode this week and the next episode that dropped is meant to be just one episode but it's just the timing and everything worked out where i think it makes sense for it to be two bye everybody and now on three we'll do a clap one two three wow that it was only, the now best. watch. Now think about think about how good the fucking finale clap's gonna be. Dude, that was like <laughs> the best fucking clap of the whole series I've ever heard. That was perfect. I'm just gonna fucking I'm just gonna fucking like suplex the brain with my butt. See if I can squash it. <laughs> just fucking suicide bomber. So real quick, I'm gonna go make one more drink and hey, grab me one, the, one of the trulies from the uh, garage. Dude, Trulies are pretty good. Oh, they're not bad. They're li- truly liberal. That's true, man. That's they're pretty good. True. I That's like the so lemonade truly, ones. You know, I only drank one time in my whole life, and uh, we lost all the orbs because of me. <laughs> but I was drinking Trulies, and they are truly delicious. <laughs> so truly delicious, man. I got to piss real bad. Yo, I got to piss so bad I'm squeezing my wiener. Just man, pee, I man. Did, look, I look, I just this is pee. What is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> I just peed like what it was like ten minutes ago, five minutes ago. I just peed. a majestic goose podcast. Honk. Honk.